just now outside our studio here at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. He's Nevada. here. Uh, got to meet for the first time in person. You've met him in person. I met him, a couple I met times, him last right? year. Yep. Uh, the Whale Capper's here. He's literally right outside the studio. He'll join us to kick off hour number three coming up about 20 minutes from now. So the Whale Capper, Drew Densick, literally 20 minutes from now joining us live in studio. That will be an absolute treat. So, too, will be Santa Locke's picks, his entire college football card for week number two. And I sense that as the show and the day goes on, uh, I think Ken's getting a little bit more excited about his card yeah. and, uh, and revealing Irrationally it. confident, I would say. Oh, well, that makes me irrationally confident also. Yeah. So, uh, Ken's... like that new NBC show, The, the Irrational. That's me. That's me right now. What is now. that? What's the, it's Jesse L. Martin's return to television. What's he returning from, and who is he? <laughs> he was uh, he was Detective Green on Law and Order. That's the only way I remember Who's him. Who's Detective Green? He was Briscoe's partner for a while. Who's Briscoe? He was Jerry Orbach's character. <laughs> it's like, like Jerry Briscoe, <laughs> yeah. like, like from, from the, the Stooges with Instagram. Rest in peace, Jerry yeah. Briscoe, and Pat Patterson for that matter. Um, and then big ass power hour coming up one hour from now as we hit every single game on the board week one in the National Football League. But joining us right now, we love having him on the show. And you, dear listener and dear viewer, you love watching and listening to him um, on BetMGM tonight, following us here on the BetQL Network on weekdays 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern time. We know that our guy Horvy has the night off tonight and, yeah. uh, and a very happy birthday to, uh, to Horvy's son. So happy birthday to, to Ryan's young son. So Ryan will not be on BetMGM tonight. But the good news for fans of our pal Horvey is Horvey will be back on the BetQL network on Saturday morning, tomorrow morning, hosting the BetQL tailgate kickoff from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern time, getting you set to bet and hopefully win on college football on Twitter at Ryan Horvat. Horvey, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken, my friend. How's it going? Going great, guys. Excited for week one of the NFL season. Good little start last night with uh, the Lions, a little David Montgomery anytime touchdown, but uh, – Getting excited. Also getting a little bit nervous, though. You know, as a Packers fan, I woke up yesterday in the injury report. You have Christian Watson pop up out of nowhere. Uh, questionable. Now we find out he's been ruled out. Romeo Dobbs also dealing with the hamstring injury. So I feel like nothing's changed in Green Bay, even with a new quarterback taking over. And so uh, excited to get going here. Brian, I know you said off air you wanted to ask me a question on the air. I'm hoping it somehow fits into what we were just talking about in some way. It, I mean, it's going to be about football betting, I'm guessing. What did, what did you want to ask me? And then we'll go quickly through your bets. Okay, yeah, so really quickly, one of my favorite bets in college football again this week, just because of the adjustment. And, Ken, I was listening to you guys talk last week. I believe it was Friday uh, or Thursday when you were talking about the uh, Hawaii-Stanford game. And I was completely on the same side. I waited to get a two-and-a-half with Stanford. Now we've seen, like, this type of adjustment with Nebraska and Colorado. And I love – I don't want to cheer against Dion. Like, I love what Dion's doing because he's doing it the right way because Dion could go in anybody's living room – and recruit. He's the ultimate hype man. We saw that after that Colorado victory over TCU, who you had to downgrade, obviously, bringing back only 10 starters. But Dion hires a bunch of smart football people like, you know, Sean Lewis, who's going to be a head coach in a couple of years. They're running the Kent State offense. You know, we knew Travis Hunter was a stud. He was a five star. He was supposed to go to Florida State. We knew Dion's son was good. He was a four star. But I just don't really like the depth. And also, I feel like TCU wins that game if they just run the football. Like, why are you dropping Morris back 42 times, allowing him to throw two interceptions? So let's say, though, Colorado, you know, is better than we expect. They win this game against Nebraska. They beat up in, on Colorado State. I feel like we would get the spot of the year. What do you think a number would be, you know, especially if they win in convincing fashion, against Oregon in a couple weeks and then against uh, Washington the next week? I'm just I'm waiting to fade. Colorado, but I want to know if I should do it this week with Nebraska. Well, again, like if they run the ball week one instead of allowing Jeff Sims to throw three picks against Minnesota, right. they probably win that game on the road. What kind of number do you think we would get? That's a really, 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 really good question. Uh, I'll give you a guess. 
I think to answer your question about like adjusting from one week to another, the difference between Stanford Hawaii in this game. So we, we hadn't even seen Stanford play a game yet. Like they literally had not played a football game. We've seen Colorado and Nebraska both play once. So there's one difference. And then also Colorado is just like a different thing than everything else. Like they, it, it is possible we're like 30 points off on how they should be rated. And we're never going to know that until they play a couple games and we figure out what this is going to be. So like Stanford Hawaii was moving in a way that like didn't make a lot of sense. Cause like, yeah, Stanford has a new coach, but like that didn't really, it was just like, there wasn't a lot there. Like there wasn't that much changeover. Colorado is like, they could be like the eighth best team in the country or like the 80th best team in the country. And so it's just, I feel like the adjustment for them, I'm sort of more just like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's supposed yeah. to be in terms yeah. of the point spreads against the good Pac-12 teams. Like, I think there's still a huge dog to both. I mean, Oregon's six and a half against Texas Tech. I think Colorado's still rated a good amount worse. So like, I don't know, like double digits both. But obviously, if they like look amazing for several weeks, that can change. I think there's still a big dog to like maybe four or five teams on their schedule. Enjoyed the conversation yeah. there between you guys. Um, so, Harvey, I, I want you to hold your college football bets because I know you'll give them out tomorrow on the BetQL tailgate kickoff, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time. We'll get to the National Football League in just a second here. But why don't you give our listeners and viewers like your one favorite college football bet for tomorrow? And if you want the rest of Harvey's card, again, check out the uh, – the tailgate kickoff coming up Saturday morning, 9 a.m. So we'll get to the NFL in a second. But first, your favorite college football bet. Yeah, I feel like, um, you know, I'm going to be uh, on an island here. But I'm going to go with Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame anything around 7.5, even to 8. I just I feel like this number's off because they're a hard team to adjust for because you come into the season with Sam Hartman taking over as your starting quarterback. And I get why people are going to make the case for North Carolina State because Sam Hartman's really struggled, especially those last two starts against them and their defensive camp, uh, their defensive coordinator over there. He's thrown six picks, but that was in the mesh offense at Wake Forest. They didn't have any run game. Now Notre Dame has multiple backs who I think could go off in this game, especially Audric Estime, who's averaging five yards after initial contact. They have a really good offensive line. Coming into the season, my only concern really offensively for Notre Dame was the wide receiver room because it's a bunch of freshmen. But Sam Hartman's been so good. Uh, I think he's worth a look at Heisman. And I think Notre Dame's a lot better than a lot of people expected just because of the defensive side of the ball. They had to replace all three defensive linemen, but the interior defensive line looks better than last year. And I just think NC State's going to struggle to move the ball. Like Brennan Armstrong comes over from Virginia. He takes over at quarterback. But if you watch that game against UConn, and maybe they didn't want to show a whole lot because it was week one. But they win 24-14. You dive inside the box score. There were just no explosive plays. So I don't know how they're going to move the ball against Notre Dame. Uh, I get it's Notre Dame's first road test. But I'm going to take uh, Notre Dame over Dave Doran in this spot, even if it goes to 7.5-8. I did grab it earlier in the week. I hate to give out a bad number. But I like Notre Dame a lot as a touchdown favorite. Brian, why don't we uh, talk about NFL for a few minutes? Obviously, you don't just bet college. You don't just host the show on Saturday, like Monday to Friday, bet MGM tonight. Talking NFL point spreads also. I, I don't have a strong opinion on Steelers 49ers, but I know a lot of people do on both sides almost. Probably more support for Pittsburgh of the people that we've talked to, but a fascinating game, small point spread. A lot of people like Pittsburgh this year. Maybe some questions about San Francisco, Purdy returning. Small number, Niners about a two-point road favorite in Pittsburgh. Uh, what do you like here? Yeah, I mean, I would really like a three with Pittsburgh, but obviously, you know, uh, and I thought we might get that when, with Nick Bosa, you know, maybe being worth half of a point. I'm not the biggest trends guy, but I really do buy into coaching. And Mike Tomlin is a home dog, you know, 13, four and one, I believe, against the spread. And I just, I really like what I've seen from Pittsburgh here in the preseason, where my question, obviously, like a lot of people's coming into the season, was going to be Kenny Pickett. Can he push the ball down the field? Really struggled hitting the deep ball at times last year in a short sample size. But on throws, I believe, 15 or more yards down the field, he was 5 of 7 in the preseason, two touchdowns, no picks. They have a deep threat in George Pickens. 
Uh, I like both of their backs. I don't love Matt Canada, but the offense looked really good in the preseason. And if they could hit a couple deep plays on San Francisco, like San Francisco's defense is so good, as we all know, right? Fred Warner is one of the best inside linebackers. Nick Bosa is one of the best pass rushers. But I'm not sold on their secondary. And I'm looking at the injury report, and they're banged up already. I think if they could hit us, if Pittsburgh could hit a couple deep plays against San Francisco, I think they could win this game outright. And then I'm still not sold on Brock Purdy. Like, you know what I mean? My hot take is week five, Sam Darnold might be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. And I don't really like what I'm seeing from the camp. You know, you have to trade Trey Lance. You have the contract dispute with Nick Bosa. Purdy's coming off an elbow injury. And we know that he doesn't like to push the ball down the field. That's not the Shanahan offense. And that's the one area where, again, you could hit Pittsburgh. And they're going to take away everything at the line of scrimmage. I don't think he's going to be able to dink and dunk his way down the field. I think this is a field goal game. I think Pittsburgh might win this one outright. And San Francisco is always, they always get off to a slow start. Like we saw this last, uh, last year, they killed me in Survivor. They lose in Chicago. It was a fluky game because it was played in a monsoon, but they lose to the Bears. And I believe they're one in five against the spread in their last six openers under Shanahan. So I like Pittsburgh a lot this week. Couple more minutes with our pal Ryan Horvat, uh, one of our teammates here on the BetQL Network. Corby, about three minutes to go in two more games here. Let's go to the battle for Ohio. Uh, Cincinnati at Cleveland on Sunday. What do you got with the Bengals and the Browns? Yeah, I'm going to take a shot with the Browns. I'm pretty high on the Browns coming into the season. You know, offensively, Deshaun Watson obviously has to go back to being Deshaun Watson, but we know they have a really good offensive line. We like Nick Chubb when he's healthy. Uh, I like Amari Cooper. I know they don't know how to use David Njoku, but I really like him in this matchup because Cincinnati struggles to cover tight ends. Joe Burrow has not played good in all five starts against Cleveland. And I like what the Browns actually did on the defensive side of the ball. They bring in guys like Zadarius Smith. They had to fix that defensive line because last year they just they couldn't stop the run. This year, I think this game all comes down to, you know, are they going to be able to get natural pressure? Like, can they get after Joe Burrow with three or four rushers? Because if Jim Schwartz, who takes over as defensive coordinator, has to send the blitz, Joe Burrow is the best quarterback in the league against the blitz. But I think they might be able to get some natural pressure, even with that upgraded offensive line for Cincinnati and a hobbled Joe Burrow. So I think Cleveland might win this one outright. If we get to three, I really like the Browns though on Sunday. Ryan, one more game to get to. We have about a minute to go. Chargers-Dolphins, really, really interesting game. Very high total. I think a game kind of like we're all really excited to watch versus some of the other games on Sunday. Chargers laying three. What do you like here in about 60 seconds? Yeah, really quick. Brandon Staley might be a dope, but last season, like, he figured two out. Two had, I think, like 10 completions in that game, played terrible. And I'm excited to see what Kellen Moore does with Justin Herbert. Like, Justin Herbert, I believe, was quarterback 41 in intended air yards. Kellen Moore is going to allow him to push the ball down the field. It'll help if Mike Williams could stay on the field, obviously, uh, and Keenan Allen. But now they draft Quentin Johnson. He's a deep threat out of TCU. And uh, on the defensive side of the ball, at least it's week one, so we know the Chargers will be healthy. So I think they win this one outright. Um, you know, I would make them probably like a four-point favorite, actually. It's a high-scoring game, uh, so I like the over a little bit, too. All right, Horvey, in about 30 seconds, tell the people what they can expect coming up tomorrow morning and every Saturday morning on the BeckQL tailgate kickoff. Yeah, tomorrow we'll give our best bets, obviously. It's a huge card. I mean, week two, and we got a lot of big matchups. We've got Alabama-Texas. We're going to talk with Kelly in Vegas, Bill Bender from the Sporting News, take a look at some of these injury reports. And tomorrow's going to be all about the weather, uh, you know, figuring out where the weather's coming in from, because I think it's going to affect a lot of these totals in some of these games. All right, that's our good friend Ryan Horvath. Great job by Horvey. Again, check him out tomorrow morning, Saturday morning, every Saturday morning throughout the season, hosting the BetQL tailgate kickoff, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Eastern time, talking college football my friend we sincerely appreciate the time wishing you the best of luck with the bets happy birthday to your son my friend and we will talk to you soon thanks so much for having me guys happy week one our pal ryan horvat joining us here on you better you bet
love that. Makes the Chargers a four-point favorite, huh? I yeah. Maybe I'm I might be way wrong. The market definitely likes the Chargers more. I don't know. I think I'm with you on the Dolphins this year. I think it just might be really I good. uh I think I might just stick with my Chargers two and a half bet that I made yeah. for, for a bad reason, which I'm somehow gonna get closing line value on. <laughs> we will start off our number three coming up in a few minutes with the whale capper Drew Densick live in studio in Vegas.